Hola to all the readers. Welcome to the Book History Podcast, episode number 12 of Chit Chat with Author Series. So today, we recently gave the review of the book A Festive Soiree. And we have the author of that book. But before that, I just want to let you know, guys, that as even I said in the review, that i was about uh, like like after reading the book uh, what i can say is uh, i can sense that, that the connection of that book with the art was something uh, really close and uh, one more thing that I, i wanted to share that i did not say it in the review but i'm saying it here that uh, it takes a lot uh, when you write 31 stories and you finish that 31 stories in just one or two or three pages per story and you come up with different ideas so it's really inspiring so let's just meet the author straight so welcome kamakshi venugopal ma'am uh, hi everybody it's actually great to be here if i may say so thank you so much ma'am uh, so can you please tell us about uh, yourself to the readers and uh, a very uh, short intro uh so yeah uh, my name is kamakshi i am based out of mumbai and i have been a writer actually all my professional life uh so like everybody else in my field i don't have any connection to what academic uh, progress i have as compared to the writing that i did uh but i am a person who uh, you know very early on got this uh, very strong message from somebody very uh, whom i deeply care and respect and he told me that you should never live in what if so uh, there is this urge of trying everything once and that's basically the kind of person i have been and uh, storytelling company so i work as a content specialist for a multinational company and you know i uh, realized that i've written so much for others that it was high time that i wrote for myself uh, wow. so that was the motivation of writing for myself basically uh, and you know, everywhere and it's just a matter of articulating it. and coming up with a version to say it uh, while not being too obvious because uh, you know as writers or as observers what we generally notice is everybody goes through somewhat similar exp- experiences but the outcome of those experiences is what makes us different uh, so that was basically the crux of how i got into writing and stuff like that wow uh, can you please tell us about uh, your journey with your recent published book uh, so i have been writing quite a bit of uh, so i you know i have never done creative writing before this uh, i've always done you know something which is more product oriented more marketing oriented maybe pr sales because that's what the nature of my work has always been uh, more technical yeah. writing more uh, you know sales oriented writing but uh, when i had the opportunity to write my first story uh, you'll be amazed to know that it was actually rejected because it was too oh. business like uh, for the person who was compiling it and uh, i'm a kind of person who takes uh, criticism very constructively uh, i don't it, it's the kind of person i am i don't see malice in what people try to tell me if there's something in it for me i'll take it if there's not then i just let it go because i can't dwell with that negativity uh, but then i took up a lot of those uh, comments very positively and seriously and i realized when i saw my own reading because you know it happens so with writers 
that we cannot detach ourselves and read like a reader and i realized that there was merit in the comments that came to me that you know there's no feeling there's no connect it is all in your head and yeah. that's when i realized that okay there needs to be a little bit more emotion people have to feel it they have to imagine it and mm-hmm. they cannot come into my imagination they will only come into my imagination if i tell them what i'm imagining so that's how this entire concept of writing came about and then when i started writing for anthologies i realized that it was a whole different uh, you know collection of things which i don't relate to so like i don't uh, enjoy poetry writing as much as i would uh, reading it but then again you know i have a masters in english and i just did poetry because i had to pass my subjects so uh, it was not something that came naturally to me and i realized that people would read in my social circle would read my story and move on because it would not interest them to read poetry it would not interest them to read something in another language when i have written in english so then uh, the public you know, you've done so many anthologies why not you know come together put something of yourself together and uh, there was this one entire challenge that we did so you'll see the write a thon going around on the page of the publisher as well so uh, it is 31 prompts in 31 days and uh, since i have a very good working relationship with the publishers they told me take your time but as a person i'm very goal oriented i need deadlines if i'm not pushed to something probably in my head not do it so i took up that challenge i have a full time work a working job and with the pandemic working from home it drives you mad because there's no reason for you to leave your house hmm. so i would finish my day's work at about 7 in the evening and then uh, you know sit for some time meditate for some time and then start writing so uh, that's how this entire thing came about and i did finish that challenge in 31 days i'm very proud of myself for doing that uh, wow. but yes that was the journey how it was so you are saying that uh, like you you are uh, doing full time content uh, job like you are content specialist and yes. uh, after finishing that job uh, you are spending some time in meditation and then again writing uh, so it's like 24/7 content so the problem with uh, storytellers or poets is that they never switch off there is always something that triggers something and you're looking for you know if you're a poet you're looking for rhyming words how you can put this in like two sentences if you are a prose writer you're like how would this be you know making sense to somebody else who would not be you but still not judge you but still find a connect you know because we live in an uh, in a era where judgment comes for anything else so it's a very tight rope walk for writers especially those who are a little bit older and you know a little bit more in the cop uh, the younger you are the lesser prone you are to judgments but uh, yeah we are conditioned to think that way so that unconditioning and putting that first story out is probably the hardest thing absolutely true and uh, don't you think that uh, like writers especially uh, like being a writer as like from my end as well i feel that uh, writers are are the ones who who like uh, who get many times like uh, people take it wrongly like and uh, i what i can say is people don't understand the life of a writer like so oh, oh, that is very true especially if you live with non writers and non readers <laughs> yeah uh, they don't so uh, if you would read the acknowledgments that i wrote like my closest friends are not readers 
okay so i don't have a sounding board to like kind of tell people to please read and go in fact uh, my husband is not a reader if he reads two pages he'll go off to sleep but he actually put me aside and he was like okay you are writing i will give you feedback you know that kind of a thing uh, so that always comes and it's not just for i need to bring this out because i uh, also work as a copy editor for other writers uh, in my team people even in the industry as writers don't realize is that if i copy edit i can't copy edit my own work because mm-hmm. i cannot detach myself from what i have written uh, the way my brain reads it is i've already written it so all the errors it uh, kind of you know whitewashes over it so uh, what i would like to tell anybody who is a budding writer is a take criticism very constructively and be you know they come from a space which you are not hmm. you don't get what is in your mind and they are trying you you're a team and it is okay if they make changes catch once it's out there you know in black and white is so attached to your piece uh, which is what i even tell young writers who come into my team who are you know joining my team new because i run a team of uh, three writers as well so i keep oh. telling them that that you know it's my job to correct you because there is a bigger uh, picture that i see that you cannot uh, probably so you have to understand my expertise and my instinct as well which is true for all editors nobody is out there to sabotage your work but if you are not going to take a constructive criticism it's not going to help you get better you know you can't live in that mai apni sabse badi fan hu zone yeah exactly you know so you need to a uh, kind of let that pass and there will always be uh, people who will not like what you've written because they don't connect with it uh, there are certain experiences like you know uh, i never understood this concept of i understand when you are down or when you are out and people come and tell you that i understand you are not conditioned to understand till you go through that experience uh, so it is not uh, you know it is not your prerogative to uh, convince everybody you can't make everybody like you but there will be a very large audience who's probably gone through the same experience probably not had the same outcome of that experience and uh, you know they draw inspiration from the fact that i could have done this differently so that's where your battle is won as a writer yeah uh, like you spoke about uh, your friends who are mm-hmm. not that good readers or uh, what we say they don't read books and even your husband so can you tell us about the feedback that uh, you got after publishing your book uh so as a self publisher it is very difficult for people to pick up books off your shelf okay yeah. uh and this entire industry has uh, you know blossomed into something very very different from what it was before so you know bef- there is always uh, when you look at liter- there's a pre chetan bhagat and a post chetan bhagat era mm-hmm. and yeah. after that era there has been so many people because i have a habit of uh, attending literary festivals and wherever whichever city i am in if i have the time and i have the uh, you know information about it i go ahead and i want to read a uh, thought process and you know it's a sort of validation for writers as well so i've realized that there are a lot of people who've come into this particular space now and uh, what that does is uh, basically it creates a problem of plenty which basically means that writers like us don't really get the eyeballs that we want to get 
so it's always stuck to a very small size of people who would you know you would reach out to and you know then podcasts like yours reviews they help us to reach out to a larger audience base and they listen you guys have to say and then say oh i didn't realize that you would have pictures so uh, i was you know chatting with a couple of my brother and he was like i didn't know you were into art and i'm like i've been crafting so i am a craft person i like collecting miniatures uh, i like putting together scenes for a particular season it gives me something to look forward to kinds so he was like i want to see now how would that translate into a kindle book and there is a lot of unawareness that happens you know people are not aware that kindle books can actually host pictures and mm-hmm. even if they are black and white you can still see them which we know because we read quite a bit yeah so uh, there is a lot of uh, education also that happens in our social circles and that multiplies into you know their social circles so it's very word of mouth uh, the way the sales happen it's very organic because you know obviously as first time publishers the funding is a little difficult and all of that yeah. so you have to keep those things in mind that uh, you need to learn how to put those usps uh, forward when you're writing a book true so amazing like uh, i can i can really relate to it because uh, your your uh, whatever you said about the current uh, in the marketing like uh, publishing industry so mm-hmm. like the self publishing uh, process is something that you may get the uh, support from some some somewhat support from the publishers but uh, after after all the things it's up to you only uh to go with the organic uh, what we say organic marketing and what mm-hmm. so uh yes uh like my next question to you is uh, like all the 31 stories that i had gone through uh mm-hmm. i could see uh these are the stories that uh, used to happen but at the same time uh, i can say that being a very uh, like i read one book in a day like i'll like if, if we talk about the capacity but i have mm-hmm. hardly read uh, any story uh, like that like there there were so many uh, stories like in in this study one uh, stories altogether that you uh, mentioned so can you please mm-hmm. tell about more of the story part that uh, how it came in your mind and how uh, it all happened uh so this is a very uh, now a lot of people do not realize this but uh, putting content together by and large in any format that you write is a very scientific process mm-hmm. okay uh, a lot of people laugh at me when i say there is a science but you know the first thing i want to do is stay to true to the audience that i would uh, reach out to okay mm-hmm. now uh, the way i thought about it and, and i am uh, you know i have a little bit of a trouble with conclusions okay i will write a beautiful story and i do not know how to bring it to a logical end mm-hmm. and i have had that i've worked on that over the years and now i am slowly comfortable with that and i realized that the backward approach works best for me okay mm-hmm. so uh, there will be other writers who obviously are a part of this writerthon prompt uh, thing but uh, what would make me stand out mm-hmm. that came to my head is that i section where a person comes with a mindset that okay there is around festivals okay so i thought backwards i first came up with the theme for my book and there were a few prompts which uh, were very difficult for me to write about uh, like you know i did not want to glorify anything because when you glorify something for me personally as a writer i don't enjoy it 
like why are you force fitting a thought in my head uh, and i reject that notion that's the kind of person i am because i'm very self aware that way so what i did basically was i first came up with a backward thing i started with what would be the theme of my book so that kind of narrowed down the kind of stories i would want to write and then you know uh, there are only so many festivals that get prominence right in each region there will be just a particular like everybody would celebrate a diwali there'll be a secret santa because everybody who's in corporate has done that sometime in their life uh, i am a huge cricket fan in fact uh, just before this conversation we were watching the ipl bidding yeah uh, that's the kind of household i have grown up in i've grown up with an elder brother i have grown up with a very cricket uh, who's a cricket fanatic he'll go play cricket even if and what binds all of us is these conversations uh, because i'm big into convers- i can't do small talk so i want to have meaningful conversation with people uh, so that's and i realize that it is such a big deal and i have so many friends who just hang out with me because i understand cricket wow it, is, it it is a big deal like you should see the analysis we do after each game you know we'll be and and people are very surprised when we sit, you know we tell someone that i caught the game between australia and sri lanka and people would be like india wasn't playing why were you watching i mean it's it's tough for the game you know uh, that kind of a thing so just to understand the nuances of things and kind of you know get into the pulse of it is how i work so i said why not matlab if it is going to be such a big deal in this country and you know one of my favorite authors actually is jeffrey archer so wow. i don't know how many people have read his collection of short stories but each short story book that you pick will have one story on cricket without fail wow. it always has one cricket story in it and that's how big that sport really is in england and i realized that a lot of people would connect with that kind of stories uh, there i am a 90s child so a lot of these stories are actually extension of the experiences that conviction that comes in because i felt what i wrote yeah. uh, you know there is there was one prompt freedom fighters and i don't know freedom fighters i stand uh, you know in your face indianism i'm a very subtle indian i'm very proud of my roots and one of my favorite books actually in the genre is a children's book called this india so if you guys ever have the chance to read that uh, it's available because you know it is a 1973 publication but the concept of indianism that uh, the writer has written is so uh, it is so believable and i connect to that i don't connect to uh, you know flag for kind of i i don't enjoy movies also of that sort i would rather pick a swadesh of sorts so uh, those kind of stories were a little difficult to write Uh, i am also a very strong pet lover i don't have i uh, we you know live in nuclear family the pet baby would be alone so we kind of don't want to invest in that but mm. i love animals of every shape size nature and i connect to them very instantly so there is one story on that as well uh, so those are the kind of stories that i would want to write you know those were the kind of thought processes that a it should be experiential i should have experienced it so that i can bring the conviction that it is required in the book a uh, two is that it needs to have a theme that runs through the book and like i've put in my blurb you know it's like festivals are just another calendar date like you'll hear a lot of people say that we don't enjoy valentines day because you know it's a very english concept or every day is a yeah. valentines day kind of a thing but what True. makes it special is there are memories attached to certain things and it's those memories that make a uh, 
you know celebrations worth your time Uh, you know that was and a lot of those memories are also borrowed so a lot of stories that you hear from other people you know uh, people who read it in my social circle may or may not even realize it but they're all borrowed stories so i have a very strong memory repository that way true so that kind of help great like uh, yes we spoke about uh, the auction so it was completely surprise for me and uh, it's like out of context but yes it was kind quite uh, surprising for me like being a asib fan but yes uh, like uh, what i see is uh, in especially indian uh, self published authors right now mm-hmm. that uh, they try to come up with some plot they try to come up uh, absolutely like uh, there are many great new emerging uh, indian authors uh, out there but mm-hmm. still i would say that uh, like it's just uh, one author out of five so uh, what i see is uh, they come up with a plot they come mm-hmm. up uh, with a love story let's say a college love story and it's all like adil emushkil kind of and uh, or else they would just go with the philosophy kind of uh, genre mm-hmm. so of course it's just uh, they'll try to convince uh, like uh, they try to say something but at the end of the day being a reader i know that this this can be uh, the total outcome of this book so i did not feel that uh, a lot uh, in your book okay so, so the thing was there has to be a element of surprise is what i believe and you know this comes purely with experience so you spoke about philosophy writing i started a blog way back in 2008 oh I feel very important when i discovered or uncovered an outcome of a very difficult experience so when you're in your 20s you know everything is new uh there'll be a lot of people who give you and uh, this used to tick my mother off quite a bit because i would often you know she would tell me why don't you help your brother out and you know why don't you give him advice and i would very point blank tell her that you know until you experience it you don't know what to do everybody can give you whatever advice that you want be it in relationships be it at work but unless you've burnt your fingers you don't know how to heal them you know so as to speak so we've all been through that phase Uh, of life where we want that self importance and be very intelligent and that intellectuality comes out and there is nothing wrong in it actually because it is an it is a way of discovering yourself and i encourage people to have a platform for it but what happens uh, typically is you know uh, these things sound really smart at that time but when you look back you're like okay uh, what was i thinking you know that kind of a zone uh, yeah. so it is it it takes time it takes skill to articulate uh, like i said you know these are borrowed experiences that you're talking about uh, that you see in most authors and that's why they don't seem very convincing because they are a reflection of what you see what you perceive rather than what you've experienced so when there is a few years uh, i mean i sound really old i'm a 90s child uh so you know when you had experiences when life teaches you a lot of stuff uh, first go into denial that i'm not going to tell anybody I want to share my story and then slowly you realize no these are worth saying and there's no shame attached to it so you kind of uh, come over it there's a self realization you have a self worth attached to it and they be, become more believable because you've experienced it 
you've seen this in your own life it's not somebody else's experience and secondly there is an element of surprise which should be always there in a plot uh, so, you know there should be some uh, what do you call it some motivation for a person to turn the page ending you know and that does not happen all the time so it's a hit and miss in most cases uh, and it is difficult to do this also because in your own head you know the story yeah so you have this uh, assumption ki are even the person who's sitting ahead who's reading would already know but uh, they don't uh, you know so and i had this revelation in a very weird and a very different sense so uh, i'll i'll tell you the small incident you know when the lockdown happened uh, my mm-hmm. brother is a very strong uh, quizzer he loves quizzing and he has a couple of friends who also enjoy quizzing so we had a zoom account which we had created and every week people would take turns to be quiz masters so we would create our own it'll be current affairs and it'll be like brain racking la- lateral thinking and that's how we would do on saturday nights because nobody was going out anywhere it was locked down and everybody was basically depressed and we wanted to you know kind of motivate each other and after kind of four weeks i said i put my hand up i said i'll be the quiz master and i thought that all the questions are very easy because i knew all the answers because i made the quiz and that's <laughs> yeah. when i realized that it's in my head uh, because some of the answers there were no takers nobody knew what i was thinking and it gave me a bit of satisfaction ki okay i'm not as uh, uh, you know naive as i think or people are not as intelligent as they seem just because they know a lot of stuff but then uh, that was a new learning for me which i uh, tangentially somewhere uh, put very you know subliminally as an author i managed to do that as well but yeah you have to be very open to lessons you don't know where they'll come from uh, so it's not like you know i am going to be thinking as a writer and that's when it hits me no uh, life is like a bunch of experiences and you don't know where uh, you would get what revelation but you need to be open to those kind of things uh like uh, to all the listeners out there i just want to say that uh, this is an interview that uh, really is uh, so deep like for, like being uh, even i'm a content writer and mm-hmm. when i had published published a book when i was 17 and i can totally relate to what the what, what you are uh, saying and mm-hmm. uh, so i think that uh, there is a bit of influence that you said that uh, you do meditation as well so mm-hmm. can you say something on that um so you know actually uh, i've had a very uh, not so very comfortable life in my very uh, when i was growing up there were a lot of issues that happened and we all as indians are very sheltered we have a lot of family who's very supportive very encouraging indian family so you know there's a lot of importance on academics there's a lot of importance on extra curriculars you have to do everything you should try everything out you know that's the kind of mindset i come from but uh, to my luck i grew up outside of uh, i grew up in bombay so there was a lot of uh, openness in the way uh, you know my family would think they were very progressive they are still way too progressive than uh, what most you know uh, what do you call uh, the mindset that comes you know those preconceived notions of south indians uh, they shattered those for me uh, so i've had experiences very very early on which uh, shaped the kind of person that and you know i was looking for answers like why me you know i went into that zone that why is all of this happening only to me and i tried 
everything like every every nook and corner that would take me to answers i tried it i've done reiki i'm a level 3 reiki practitioner wow. i have done meditation uh, i used to do tarot at one time uh, i have i have books on the occult there was this phase where i would buy just occult books and you know try to figure out astrology astronomy and stuff like that i am also a level 3 graphology expert so i did uh, i i did study graphology and i did not actually expect that to be meditative so uh, what happened technically typically in this graphology session is there were like about 12 of us and you know it is very cathartic it is very therapeutic only if you are ready to see the finished goal because initially when you start something like this all of your negativity comes out and you get a mirror you know there's there's a beautiful story actually uh, which is the pink mirror in my book okay and there is a mirror that you see yourself and you will not like what you see in that mirror because it is all things that you don't want to be and you realize that you are those things that you don't want to be but yeah. you have to look past it and you have to accept certain things about yourself that these you know at there'll be a phase in life when you do all of these meditation and stuff where you want to change everything about yourself where everything that you thought was wrong is in you you know and then comes an acceptance that there are certain things that make me me i cannot change certain things about me if i have opinions i cannot change the fact that i voice them but what i can change is the way i voice them and to the people i voice them to so that realization that this is who you are you are going to be this you have to change certain things you're not going to accept everything about yourself but if you change everything about yourself then you don't identify who you are so you have to figure out in your own head that these are flaws that i accept and i love i live with them and i love them these are flaws which i need to change about myself and i will work on it so that was the clarity that i got when i did all of these things and i uh, truly enjoy doing that wow. so it was like a learning for me of sorts uh have you come across this uh, buddhist practice uh so there is a philosophy called nichiren buddhism so just a random question that came out because you 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 said that reiki you you uh, did reiki and uh, you are up like next level uh, meditation you you do so mm -hmm. have you come across this uh, philosophy or any uh, meditative practice uh, related to buddhism uh so see i'll i'll be uh, very honest with you a lot of people get this very wrong about me is that i'm very uh, theist in my approach i am mm. i'm god loving i don't fear god i believe that god is my friend kind of a thing uh mm. in my academic life uh, i am very i love learning okay that has been my usp and people yeah. think i am a degree collector which is not a fact uh, mm. i do a lot of courses because there is like i said i am a goal oriented i need an end post okay those marks are relevant to me but i need a structured way of doing things so that actually led me to a beautiful world of sociology so i have actually two masters i have a masters in sociology and i have a masters in english as well and i did not do literature i i was so much in love with languages by point of time that you know uh, it made me explore a very different uh, genre of learning which was social linguistics uh, i don't know if you've heard of that term but 
you know there's this beautiful concept or which most indians probably studied in school that every 100 kilometers the language changes so yeah. you would have about 10 dialects of marathi alone 10 dialects of tamil alone and the way a person speaks you can identify which part of the country that person belongs to and i found that fascinating okay i love uh, going to temples because of the uh, you know Uh, there's a very different energy when you stand in the queue of a temple it's very negative i don't know if you've observed that but it's very yeah. negative because people want they're going there there with a purpose i want this i am demanding this from you but when you enter the sanctum santorum that is like the place where uh, there is an idol or you know uh, something of relevance which is like uh, meditative the atmosphere just changes to calmness it doesn't matter what you want it just matters that you're there at that time and uh, this kind of revelation or you know that feeling came to me when i go in any uh, uh, any you know place of worship i'll not call it religious i'm very culturally aligned i'm not very religiously aligned mm. so uh, i'm i'm very open that way to a lot of learnings but uh, buddhism uh, what i love about the buddhist concept is try everything but in moderation Yeah. and what that typically does you know to a psychology of a person is it draws you to that uh, the religious beliefs because there is no stopping of anything there is no control on how you want to behave because the human mind is such that if i am told you should not do this that's the first thing i would do <laughs> yeah because that's human nature but if you come into a collective thought process where you are told try everything once nothing mm. should be in excess you are more comfortable because you are accepted the way you are so yes in that sense this buddhist ideology makes a lot of sense to me and uh, i i enjoy going to you know anything that has a uh, history to it or stories to it i love being there so yes that buddhist uh, you know uh, analogy just strikes my mind for sure nice so i i did try you know once to do the 10 day vipassana uh but okay. being in corporate you won't get 10 days of leave together and be completely disconnected <laughs> yeah but but even i have heard that uh, vipassana is so so uh, like i have uh, like uh, in previous communities where i was working so there are two two to three person they were they were talking about uh, vipassana and they were like uh, uh, they remembered something very horrible past like in just one room and uh, they, they were like kind of very horrible experiences that they had and uh, there was this another girl who had a very life changing experience so mm-hmm. vipassana is something that i i get fascinated like to listen the stories of uh, vipassana but i don't know whether you can or even i can uh, go there you know it it is a you know about uh, the thing about spirituality is now it is a buzzword very honestly uh, mm-hmm. but it is uh, in very simple words it is a very it it is a a window a mirror to what you are escaping you have to accept it embrace it only then you can move on in life you know mm. and i i had this one very life changing experience from a, a a conversation which had nothing to do with anything spiritual or religious i was talking to someone once and you know uh, there will be people who randomly come and say forgive forgive and i would yeah. not know what to forgive i mean who am i to forgive anything you know 
and uh, there was one very senior person who actually told me you know forgiveness is a very heavy word which makes you feel very good about yourself you know you get god complex okay, you are so good and you are so mahan that you can let go forgive people forgiveness is a very simple concept it basically means that i let go of the past and it doesn't affect me that's pretty much it you know if mm. it does not affect me i am severed from it and that is forgiveness but we attach so much of morality purity and so much of you know uh, you know i am not getting the right word but so much of importance to something like that something so simple that it becomes difficult for people to do you know so, so can we say are... that this is yeah, yeah. go oh. on can we say that it is similar to the concept that like in buddhism only there is this concept that to not giving your peace to someone else like to absolutely absolutely so feel it flush it basically that's how it works for me great so like uh, in both the corporate world and even when you are writing about uh, personally i i really want to know from your end because mm-hmm. i have asked this question to one or two writer before uh, in this uh, chit chat with author session only but uh, i did not really get uh, the right answer like to be very frank uh, so i asked them that uh, how they deal with the writers block uh, and uh, the answers were like they don't get writers block so i get writers I get them block all the time. i get them yes right. <laughs> so how do you deal with it like it's really it feels so bad when you have writers block how do you really deal with it oh it's it it is like a lot of people you know i actually uh, the i have writers block like i told you very often okay because i work in a very high pressure zone when it comes to marketing and sales it is uh, see the thing is a lot of people don't realize this but you have to actually believe that i would use this product okay so i work for an industry where i uh, i i work for fashion and retail okay and i am the least fashionable person that you would know because i don't i i don't enjoy shopping but i have to write about wanting people to shop okay so it's a very dimensionally different thing for me uh, to write about but uh, then what happens is in at work i actually get into the mindset of a person who would want to shop mm. okay so in my head i'm transformed i am like what is it that i if i'm shopping you know uh, what is it that i would look for so that kind of helps because there is an a uh, uh, like i said na solution to what you're trying to do but there are times when you look at a title and you are just staring at it and yeah. you are like oh god what do i do with this you know uh, there was there was a, a, a topic on motherhood huh. okay which i wrote about and you know everybody's mother is nice yeah mine is also nice because she's my mother she'll probably not be very nice to you if you're not nice to her children but mm. she's everybody's mother so anybody who comes to my house who is my friend will be treated the same way that i am treated and i don't want her to become mahan because you know it's uh, it's like a disservice to her you know i am trying to tell her that whatever is it that you do very organically you are mahan for it i'm not going to do that to my mother although she would have been very happy because she's in her 70s Uh, but it did not it doesn't make sense to me i don't understand why would anybody be greater than life okay and somebody who i would relate to would be so greater than life so i did not know what to do 
I tried, you know, I I would usually Google this and check what needs mm-hmm. to be done and stuff like that. And they told me to yeah. take long walks, you know, and it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, even at times there are times when meditation also doesn't work for you. Oh. So what I typically do is uh, I just write whatever comes to my mind. I'll just write. It'll be the middle paragraph. It'll be the ending. It'll just be a title. There are times when I have actually had deep sleep. I have gotten up because of something that came to my mind. I have a cell phone around. I record it. Hmm. I'm going to forget when I wake up. I sleep very like a log. Hmm. And then when I wake up, I'm like, I don't like this idea. Hmm. You know, I, I can't connect to it anymore now that I'm awake. So. uh i leave that there is a draft which has like seven eight drafts in it and i revisit that draft every now and then so just let it go for a couple of days leave that topic and probably when you come back to it you'll mm-hmm. probably not even have the same mindset to it you know oh. uh, i i don't know if you watched this show called the simpsons it was a big big deal in the 90s you know it's a mm-hmm. it's a two uh, comic show which is not for kids Uh, which a lot of people don't realize it is very sarcastic it is very a uh, black commentary on things that are happening in the us or around the world and if you if you actually observe the patterns on the simpsons the first three scenes to the conclusion have no connect okay it starts with something and it ends with something totally unexpected okay you know in the start they'll be probably fighting over candy brother and sister and in the end it would be about you know spreading some disease from hong kong to us accidentally oh. you know something like that yeah. yeah and you will not recollect when you see the episode the first two scenes like this is how it would end you know so that is completely mm-hmm. fine you can have a disconnected architecture when you write in fact uh, you know there is a blog post which i had written about writer's block because i was having that and mm-hmm. uh, there was i just stumbled on this very beautiful site that actually explains a different kind of writer's block you would have as a content writer and you know you have to go to point from point b to point c mm-hmm. and uh, the ideas that you're getting right now is not what your characters would do you know it's out of character for them how do you bring them from point b to point c without changing their mold is mm-hmm. the question and it kind of just simplifies so the easiest thing to do is break the problem down you know bullet point it or break it down or just put it in a draft write whatever you feel like writing at that stage put it in the draft folder have a draft folder and revisit it every day or two and you'll probably mm-hmm. have a story which you did not think of in the first place that's how i work okay i'll surely try that and i'll let you know in personal <laughs> sure sure i'll be more than happy to help yes yes and uh, do you check uh, like of course uh, you you would be checking uh, the blogs of different writers like proofreading kind of or editing kind of mm-hmm. so what do you think like when when especially uh, the editors like some copy comes to the editor uh, mm-hmm. how does it feel like to like do you remove uh, whatever the stuffs they, they if you if you don't like then do you remove those kind of things or leave a comment or suggestion or how how how, how it works like Uh, so as a copy editor very early in my career what i has as a practice would do is have a conversation with my author okay okay uh, the first thing that as a editor what we need to do is figure out if our target audience is okay i'll give you an example if i'm trying to sell engagement rings okay because mm-hmm. that's the last thing that came to my mind 
if i have to sell an engagement ring to a person who's 35 hmm. who has financial backing who is mature enough to know that this would last and stuff like that uh, my pitch to him would be very different but hmm. if i have to sell that same ring in silver to somebody who is celebrating their second valentines day hmm. my pitch to them would be different i'm selling the same stuff but who yeah. i'm selling to that voice would have to change hmm. okay the very interesting thing that we uh, did we uh, do have a lot of uh, you know our network in tier 2 tier 3 cities if you use very very big words for them you disconnect hmm. with them because they think you're intellectually too high for them to reach to you hmm. okay and i had that revelation because i uh, do a little bit of volunteering at work and i was teaching eighth standard uh, school kids in a small village in tamil nadu i was teaching them english and i realized that they do not understand how silent alphabets work hmm. okay like if you say island they would say island because they don't realize s is silent Yeah. they cannot comprehend why would any alphabet be silent because in their mother tongue what they write is what they read because all indian languages are phonetic getting into technicality but yeah. the first thing that you need to understand from your author is does he or she have a target audience in mind if they say i am targeting this to people who want to get into let's say indian mythology which typically means either you are targeting someone who knows a lot about mythology so a few technical jargons and stuff like that would be possible for them okay so you kind of if there is a certain thing that i see as a copy editor which i think will conflict with my audience i put a comment saying that okay. this notion does not sit well with me or this okay. idea is something that you have thought about in a different way than what your target audience would understand so there are a lot of dynamics that come into your target audience you know you have to look at the geography you have to look at their pocket size you have to look at their age gap uh, their exposure to digital world because it's a huge market which is not exposed to social media the way we yeah. assume it is and a lot of people don't take that into consideration in a way so when mm. uh, you have that very realistic conversation with your author they realize that we are not here to put them down we are not trying to show them that you are greater than me and this typically happens in it companies i don't know if you are an engineer or you know a, a coder by any chance yeah. but you'll get the similar experience from people who are debugging so where coders would come back and say hey these debuggers don't have any life uh, they just want to find fault in my code the end objective for both a copy editor and a debugger is the same i want to have a error free software or a copy as much as i can because nothing is error free this is a notion you know where error free does not exist because we are all limited by you know a lot of other things but we mm. want to keep it as clean as possible and we are in this together it's not a fight it's mm. not personal and if you have that conversation with an author before you start the edits uh, it puts mm. their mind to ease because they know you're not out there to show one manship one upmanship sure. you're there to make it a product which because there's nothing in it for us as editors we don't yeah. even get a name true nobody would know who edited your book to be very honest yeah you know so the brick bats are the authors and the praises are also for the author so uh, yeah. on a very personal level i have a lot of uh, affection for editors because they have a very difficult job to do and they get no credit for it yeah so that approach of being realistic about an outcome is very important true 
like like i worked in astrological company previously for one year like being like as a content writer and uh, i used to do the creative stuff I, i used to connect the trending topics with astrology and i used to write the uh, articles on that so it was based on more of a creative work and mm-hmm. how uh, a normal person could relate astrology with something that, that is trending so mm-hmm. it was more of a very creative job and i used to enjoy that but uh, now that i have shifted to it and i used to write id blogs and what not so i try to pour creativity in that as well but being a writer what i have understood is uh, writing it articles is such a difficult job and it is, it is a very different audience you know yeah so like you said na in astrology unless uh, there is a person mm. you will uh, you know if i i if i tell your story uh, through an astrology uh, chart or an astrology mm-hmm. journey i uh, someone else would relate because ye kisi ke sath ho chuka hai you know yeah. but when it comes to it it is very corporate it is very uh, and it's very cautious so i wrote for it as well so i know that so they don't want to kind of uh, take any responsibility what if a client comes to know that we've written about yeah. them there is True. a lot of confidentiality that goes in i don't want to agree numbers what if the other client who comes reading this does not get this result so there is a lot of cautious approach that happens so it is very passive writing uh, now yeah. that we are getting into a lot of technicalities yeah <laughs> so i i kind of relate so you would also realize that you know when your audience changes your kind of storytelling also takes like a paradigm shift of things yes uh so okay your, your audience connect we... very important yeah totally can we see uh, a different genre book uh that you would work on um uh, so the problem right now for me is basically time okay mm. uh, what i actually uh, did try to do with my anthologies was try my hand at stuff which i would have never thought of okay mm. i am a huge movie buff so i love love stories okay so in mm. one of uh, the anthologies i had a very pretty and I, I love that story for some reason uh it's hmm. a it's an anthology called uh, love life music uh which is from the same publishing house and the story was called the year worm and it's hmm. just two characters and uh, how music can connect you with love you know hmm. without getting too mushy without getting to mills and moon about it uh you know something like that i would love to write hmm. horror i am uh, really in the game of trying to write poems because somebody told me that i will never be a poet because being a poet comes naturally it nothing is uh, in my opinion naturally you can learn and learn anything that you want to if you really want to do it uh, mm. but i am trying you know to get into something which is more limerick kind of poems uh, not the general free verse kind of poetry because that does not appeal to me i'd rather write prose than write free verse poetry so something that kind of challenges uh, my comfort zone something a little bit more mixed so probably a lot more short stories because they are a little bit more easier to convert and bring out quickly and you can do yeah. more stories in less okay but yes i would like to do a lot of that variety of maybe you know uh, psychology thrillers and murder mystery and stuff like that something that i love for my own authors i'm super like excited for it just 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 let us know whenever you'll write it sure i will keep you posted <laughs> so uh, do you listen bgms like you 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 uh, mentioned about the relation of songs with love 
So do you listen BGMs? Oh, I am. I am a very uh, inquisitive person by nature. Okay, so uh, I uh, go a little bit too crazy when I'm listening. There are zones. Okay, I don't know if anybody else has that, but yeah, there are times when you just want to listen to music, like yeah, no words because I don't want to concentrate on the words. I just want to feel like zoned out type. So that's when yeah. I would listen to more instrumental pieces and you know try to figure out which instrument they are playing and you know what is the impact of that instrument kind of a thing. Uh, there are times when I'm like more into words, so I'll be in that guzzle zone, and I I like a lot more regional music than I would like you know that phase of Hollywood music and uh, hmm. pop music with the '90s is sort of uh, you know it comes and goes, but more like into now regional stuff, a lot more connected to my own mother tongue because uh, hmm. like I told you, you know after I did my sociology, uh, it just opened my eyes to a world in a very very different lens. and the mm. kind of words that people would use to describe a feeling in a mother tongue language is very different from what they would do in a language which is alien to them mm. you know so i i kind of enjoy that i i enjoy that entire concept of dissecting which music piece has which instrument and stuff like that i i enjoy doing that so we can say that you can uh, listen a complete western song and on the very next moment mukesh ke gaane kind of absolutely jagjit singh is like always on the playlist wow <laughs> i can relate like uh, uh, the situation like can you can you agree on this part that uh, music sunte sunte likhne mein ek alag hi feel hai absolutely absolutely <laughs> and i am a little bit crazy there were times so, uh, because it and you know a lot of work from home happened i would have if i have uh, this is again a writers block thing probably but i work best when i have forensic files or something you know murder mystery running in the background my work goes fastest i'm probably not even looking at it just listening but it just like yeah. just goes faster <laughs> true true completely agree <laughs> so and, we were, we were... but the worst the the worst days are when you're actually traveling to work in a cab or you know and uh, there is some song that you absolutely hate and that keeps getting stuck in your head and you can't do any work that day <laughs> this is the effect of music and you like sitting randomly and you're singing a very creepy song and people look at you like what is wrong with you and i'm like i can't shake it it was on the radio this morning <laughs> so to you and as well as all the listeners out there uh, i just want to say one thing that uh, just just give a short listening to this bgm that is by lisa gerard and the name is uh, c e l o n salon uh, okay. i'm very sure this will give you a whole different experience it's of 6 minutes and mm-hmm. i have a different kind of story with this like uh, there is some music that uh, gets in you so 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 uh, badly that you मार्क्स and uh, it's like uh, i think the conversation with you i totally agree with your friends that it's so cool to uh, have conversation with you thank you so much that's very kind of you
and uh, i hope that uh, i hope and i i, I wish that uh, we will be connected next time as well uh, with your second book and we will be waiting for it uh, any last words you would like to add here uh just you know uh, to fellow writers uh, it might seem uh, you know silly right now that you know what you've written in the past but remember that there is an audience for that as well there'll be people who really like what you wrote in the past as well so don't discard anything uh, have the courage to hit that publish button go ahead and try your luck but always remember to have a very keen ear for a uh, criticism for change uh, otherwise you're never going to grow you're going to stay stagnated and to readers uh, to give chance to budding writers you never know what you will discover it's okay if you read one story two stories it's okay if you buy a kindle version at least give people uh, the hope to come up with book number 2 3 whatever that they would want to write uh, so mm. just keep just read a lot because uh, what happens with reading is and this is like a proven scientific thing is that it mm. improves your imagination it pro- it improves your emotional quotient the way you interact with people the way you comment you know uh, you conduct yourself in public the way you connect with other people everything improves because there's a lot happening inside your imagination it keeps you active it is a lot better to actually uh, gain knowledge from books than from tv series although it is a quicker medium but do invest that me time to actually go and read anything not just my book but anything that you know catches your fancy just go and read so thank you so much ma'am for thank you so much for your time thank you so Likewise, much i had so much fun yes to all the listeners out there uh, i what there are many things that uh, i learned and uh, it was something not one of the best but really the best uh, experience to interview a person you can relate so much to it and uh, like you are on same page kind of so yes uh, to all the writers and even non writers this podcast will be super help- helpful for you uh, so yes i hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast let's meet in the next episode till then keep reading